from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. A nightmare of real things from week one to week 18. I'm, 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 as we said yesterday, just away with words. Just so well there, right? Um, describing the Panther season. But I would argue a nightmare of real things week one to week 11. Then you fired Frank Reich. Then it became like like the nightmare of Christmas futures or something like that. Because then you're looking to the future. You're not really looking at it right now. The Panthers, as soon as the the coaching carousel began, put out a list uh, of requested interviews for potential head coaching candidates. Um, and it was, I have it here in front of me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine candidates long. It's extensive. And it might be longer. Should be longer. Yeah. But they should be this far ahead of every other team. Every other team scraggling this, oh, we'd like this guy. Oh, how about this one? A couple days later, this guy. They should be so far ahead of every other team in their search because they were not in the mix for any kind of a playoff run. Didn't have to worry about that. We're not dealing with a current head coach. And they never really entertained their interim as a as a potential, right? Chris Tabor is not really in the mix, unlike a team like like Vegas, who also fired their coach early on in the season, but was evaluating Antonio Pierce in real time. They should be far ahead of every other team in their search. They essentially had the second half of the season to get their ducks in a row and be ready to pounce. Make an offer. Tell them they have a day to answer. Don't let them wait for other teams. Why not, right? And obviously, if they're still coaching and those sorts of things, you do have to wait. But I'm saying be ready as soon as they're available. Be ready. Have some self, some some belief in your self-worth. How about that for the Panthers? I don't know how many times we've said it on this show. I know it's a lot because it's true, and we try to pass along things that we believe are true. Uh, they're dead last in the rankings. The Panthers are the least attractive opening of the head coaching uh, possible openings in the NFL. That that's just is what it is. But that doesn't mean you have to act that way, right? Interview them as soon as you can. The names on this list, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. He's going to have options. He's one of the hot names in coaching. Uh, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Guess what? Bobby Slowick developed C.J. Stroud. You know what everyone in the NFL wants to know how to do? Develop young quarterbacks. His name, on the rise. And also, he was on the 2013 Washington Command, uh, Redskins staff, which was uh, Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, Raheem Morris. Like, there's, they're all there. So, you know. Just by proximity, I guess he's going to be a hot coaching candidate. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, all right, you did it with the number two pick. Can you do it with the number one pick? The Panthers are all in on it. Absolutely. But also, maybe the Patriots might be interested going, you did it with the number two pick last year. Can you do it with the number three pick this year? Titans have a second-year quarterback. They need a coach now, too. Everybody wants to know how to develop young quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, we talked about him yesterday. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn on the list. Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, not to be confused with Mike McDaniel. Different guy. 
not the Miami head coach. If he were available, there would be callers. Uh, but Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator with the Ravens. Uh, speaking of Dolphins, Dolphins offensive coordinator Frank Smith. How much did he learn from Mike McDaniels? People want to know. Uh, McDaniel. Uh, Raheem Morris, who we brought up, Ravens defensive coordinator, Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Those are the, the, the play teams on the list. Those are the, the people on the list that the Ravens want to talk to. Talk to everybody. Yeah. But also, um, along the way, like this is a game of elimination, okay? I don't even know if this is a thing. My, my wife and I, when we're like going out to eat and we're both doing the I don't care, you pick, I don't care, you pick, we'll play what we call the elimination game, which is – we put like the six options, right? Because everybody has the six options. And I eliminate one, you eliminate one, I eliminate one, you until there's only one left. That's jury selection. Yeah, exactly. We go through what is it? Uh what's oh, what's the jury selection process called? Now I'm blanking on it. Yeah. Uh we're the, we're opposing counsels. Just <laughs> looking at I don't like this one. They're not gonna they're not gonna defend my client. Um but I say handle it like that, right? You had this big jump to uh, gather information on all these these different offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. Like, while everyone else was dealing with their season this year, you could have watched a Lions game and decided if you liked the plays being called and eliminated Ben Johnson or boosted Ben Johnson. And you could have done the same thing for the Bengals, the same thing for the Ravens. You could have done it for every single coordinator. So you bet, like, this list better already have been pared down. I hope you start with a list of 50 and you're to these nine. And now you're just looking for red flags. You're looking for deal breakers. I saw on the internet, they call them X now. I-C-K. It's no longer called a deal breaker. Like when you go on a date with somebody and you learn that they're rude to a waiter, it's like that's no longer called a deal breaker on the internet. That's called an ick. Oh, you mean red flags? Red flag. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it was back in my day. <laughs> 33 years old. Back in my day, it was a red flag. Now they're icks. Happy like, birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. That was a couple, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Turned 33. And all the lingo became apparently <laughs> for younger people as soon as you hit your kind of late or early to mid-30s. Um, find your icks, figure them out, and get to know the guys. You can Zoom interview. Is it, is it now or starting soon, Dennis? I know you were, you were up I on the I think you can do calendar. it now. You can Zoom interview now. You are Zoom interviewing when you start with nine names. You are you are looking for red flags. You're looking for deal breakers. You're looking for reasons to eliminate guys. That's I mean, that's seriously what you're doing. Hey, how do you feel about Bryce Young? Well, I think I'm, I'm, I like him. I, eh, red flag. You got to love this guy. Ick. We invested so much. Yeah, ick. Deal breaker, red flag, whatever you want to call it. Hey, how do you feel about uh, our trade with Christian McCaffrey? You hate it? All right, that's good because we do too. We we shouldn't have done that one. That's <laughs> the good. reason you, why that guy's fired. You, you make it to the next. You make it to the next <laughs> next uh, round here. Uh, it, it's it's the Panthers should be you know for lack of a better metaphor like rounding second base on their search. While the the, the Tennessee Titans fired Mike Vrabel today. Now, I know every team has their hidden drawer with a list of names that they might want to hire a head coach if they're ever in that situation, but they're vetting that list right now. They're, they're so far behind. They're two months behind where the Panthers should be. Take advantage of that. The Panthers don't have much advantage right now. They, they, they really don't. 
Most of the things that you're dealing with are called the disadvantage. The thing they have that's their advantage in this hiring process is, is they should be further ahead on it. So if you don't act quicker, if, if, if you don't, you know, don't think, oh, we, we had all this time, so we get to operate slower than everyone else. No, still push the tempo so you can make offers and say, listen, I don't want you to have to, like, what, what are we up to, six openings now? I want to hire my number, or I want to offer my number one choice and say, listen, I'm not going to say this out loud, but this is my thought process. Listen, I understand we're, we're last place here, right? I understand we are not the most attractive, but we're a bird in the hand for you right now, number one choice. We are offering you a competitive uh, salary. We are offering you a competitive length of contract. We're offering you you know, everything that a head coach should want. You're, you are going to maybe a little premium on the salary, so you deal with Tepper, but we understand that's how you know it works. It's, we'll call it the Tepper tax. Uh, we'll pay you a little bit more on that one. But guess what? You can take this right now, guaranteed, accept it, sign on the dotted line, be our head coach, or you can bet that maybe one of those five other jobs will want you later. But just know this, if, if you, you wait, we're not going to wait. We're going to go give this same spiel to our second best choice, and we're going to get our guy. That's what I would do. You got nine names on the list. Figure out who number one is. Soon as you can, have that conversation. Just because you're the, the, the last choice doesn't mean you have to act like it. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. The reports, I believe it was Travis Hancock out of WFNZ in mm-hmm. Charlotte. Uh, last week was last, yeah, it was last week. Uh, days bleed together. Weeks definitely do. Um, the report was that Jim Harbaugh, over the last two off seasons, last off season when they hired Frank Reich and this off season again, uh, Jim Harbaugh was interested in talking to the Panthers about the, their opening at head coach. And uh, the interest was not mutual, meaning the David Tepper and the Panthers were like, mm, no thanks. With some of the reporting by, by Hancock, again, implying Tepper didn't want anyone that needed the control that Jim Harbaugh needed, right? He seems like a guy that, as a coach, wants to kind of make the decisions, you know what I mean? Well, I thought that was interesting because does a dominant performance in the national championship game change any of that? First of all, it's here from ESPN's Booger McFarland. Harbaugh, this is what he had to say, Harbaugh will leave the NFL under one condition. He's putting all the steps in place to come back to the NFL 
but he's got to get the power, guys. If he doesn't get total power or the general manager that he wants, Grass, I don't think he's going to wind up coming back because why would he leave Michigan where he's brought them back to prominence, he's won a championship. By all reports, he's got a contract on the desk for 10 years and $125, $130 million. Why would he leave that where he is the man in Michigan and runs everything to come back to the NFL and be told what to do by some general manager that he doesn't want to work with? So I think the key, Greeny, and guys will be what team is going to give him complete control? Is there a team out there, Grise, that is going to give him or willing to give him complete control of their organization? If that's the one condition, I don't think the Panthers are the place to go because I don't think Tepper is going to give up complete control. Nope. The only way I wanted to change the interest, meaning I'd want the Panthers to go, yep, let's talk to Jim Harbaugh, is not if they just decide, oh, he's so good, we'll pay him all this money. Oh, look at that defensive line he put together at Michigan. We want that guy, that architect here in, in Carolina. The only thing that could possibly change that would make me go, you know what, entertain Jim Harbaugh, is if it also changes David Tepper's respect for Jim Harbaugh. If it's like, now that you have a national championship, I'll let you occasionally put me in the corner and say, I'll explain it to you later. That, that David Tepper needs somebody that can talk him off of his impulsive decisions. If If a national championship... If having that ring on his finger allows Jim Harbaugh to look at uh, look at David Tepper and say, "Hey, listen, see this on my finger? Yeah, not not notice which finger I've put it on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe that's a different kind yeah, of. Well, that's different. Uh, uh, notice I have a ring on my finger. If you want one of these in the professional variety, go to your office. I'll explain it to you later. Unless the national championship gives him that kind of clout over Tepper." I don't know if he's the right guy. Say, hey, listen here, Davy boy. <laughs> I've been to Davey a Tepps. Super Bowl. I've been to a Super Bowl as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I've been to and won national championship as a head coach too. I'm sorry. The only other people in the NFL right now that could say that they've been to a national championship in college and been to a Super Bowl is Pete Carroll. So you want to try and tell me what to do as a coach? Go kick rocks, man. Unless David Tepper is going to allow Jim Harbaugh to have that kind of bravado, I don't want Jim Harbaugh near here. Yeah. Because Jim Harbaugh is not going to sweet talk you. No, he's right? not. He's not going to hit you with like he's not going to have a dis- like he's not going to have a decision that Jim Harbaugh wants to make, and Jim's not going to make David Tepper think it was his idea. You know what I mean? He's not going to he's not going to charm the pants off you. He, he he's going to instead say this is what I want now, and if that's not going to work, it's not going to work. Jim Harbaugh said it after the game. I actually thought it was a funny uh, little familial anecdote. Uh, first of all, did you see John Harbaugh in the middle of the game just go down on the sideline and give his brother a hug? Yeah. It was like, hey, buddy, keep yeah, it up. Yeah, just, hey, I just want to let you know I made it. Um, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, after the game, said that now at the national championship, he gets to sit at the adult table in his family gatherings because his dad had a national championship as an assistant coach. His brother has a Super Bowl, and now his national championship allows him to, uh, you know, basically leave the kids' table. Yeah. The only way I want him to be the Panthers coach is if the national championship also gets him to the adult table in the Panthers facility. He's got to be a, a like a, a Knights of the Round Table equal with uh, David Tepper. That's the only way I want him there. If not, I don't know, go to the Raiders or stay in Michigan for all I, I care. Go somewhere else. As far as the actual game last night, a few observations I can apply to everybody. Uh, it's good to be refreshed 
on what everybody already knew about football occasionally, uh, which is if you dominate the offense and defensive line, pretty good chance you're going to win the game. Imagine that. Like, I know, like, and I, especially being a former quarterback and loving the 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 sweet science behind slinging it around the yard. Michigan did not sling it around the yard. No, and, far and, from and, it. and Washington was trying to, but they didn't have the time for their quarterback to do it. It's like, you know what? If your defense and offensive lines, the big guys in the trenches, just flat out dominate, it's going to be really tough to beat. It's going to be really tough to beat. And if you look at the best teams in, in the NFL this year, there's a lot of that kind of uh, build going on, right? Um, Lamar Jackson's probably going to win the MVP. Not throwing for a bunch of yards. It's leaning on the big guys and running the football and winning games. Brock Purdy is going to be probably second in the MVP. He's got a bunch of big guys in front of him, and namely Trent Williams, that allow him and Christian McCaffrey to orchestrate an offense that's mm-hmm. uh, built around ball control. And they they have great defensive lines also. So, uh, you know, I'm looking I'm looking at the, uh, the national championship going, all right, confirmed. The big guys still matter in football. Yep. Well, it's I, funny we get we get so wrapped up in in fantasy stats and you know and, and we get so and gamble like over unders prop bets and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's yeah, coming, who has the, the best line? And, and we get wrapped up in like oh they're trying to take away the physicality of football. It's like yeah, well if you have the big guys that can move the other guys, physicality's still right there. Exactly, it's right there. Uh, the physicality they're taking away is the physicality in the uh, like exposed receiver secondary. They're not taking away the physicality on can my five big guys up front move your front seven against their will where we want to move them. Mm-hmm. And that's what Michigan did. They, they ran the ball and they uh, dominated the trenches with their defensive line. This is a good reminder, right? And sometimes, sometimes you need that, that just solid reminder. Um, also quickly, you're talking of college football. Uh, yeah, I, I love the, the ESPN just machine, right? Yep. I'm watching the game. Uh, game ends. I'm waiting for the post-game interviews. And ding, get a little update to my phone. ESPN put out their way too early college football top twenty-five <laughs> for next year. When I tell you, this was four minutes after the game of real time. We're not even talking like football time. Four minutes could be twenty minutes. We're talking real time. Four minutes. They got through a commercial. Already have the next year's way too early top twenty-five in in, in the palm of my hand, literally. Um, NC State's number twenty. No North Carolina. Uh, Obviously, no Duke or Wake. Um, NC State's number 20. They have to make sure they back up winning the offseason. Yeah. I saw a ranking for, I think it was on three, which does all the NIL, uh, the, the, I don't know, evaluations. They had uh, the NC State uh, Savage Wolves Collective, which is changing the structure a little bit, but is still there. Their NIL collective as the second best performing collective in the country this offseason. Wow. Uh, dominating the portal. Right, bringing in a whole bunch of high-profile transfers. This is how it is, though. NC State is 20th in the country. They lost the best defensive player in the country in Peyton Wilson. They lost two of the best corners in the ACC, at least, if not the country, in Aiden White and Shy Battle. Uh, they lost their two quarterbacks that started this year, one to the portal, one to exhausted eligibility, and they're number 20 in the country. You know what this offseason is about, NC State football? Building chemistry. Yeah. It's about getting all those high-profile transfers. I mean, football is the ultimate team game, right? You got to you got to play for your your teammates. You got to lay yourself on the line for their success. I could give you more cheesy cliches, but you get where I'm going with it. You know what I might do if I'm Dave Doran? 
Call Kevin Keats. Be like, you're bringing in half a team of transfers every year. Uh, how do you get them to like each other? How do you get them to trust each other? We've, we've got a couple months here before we get into preseason, and, and we need these guys to be all in, not just on NC State, but on each other. How do you make it happen? That's what this offseason's about. you got to back up winning the offseason because we've seen too many times, pro, college, you win the offseason, and things don't quite gel the way they should. Sometimes they do, and it's really fun. A lot of times they don't. Ask, ask uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M last year had what you know some of the recruiting services were calling the best recruiting class in the history of college football. They fired their coach, paid him <laughs> $77 million to go away, and just about all of those incoming recruits hit the portal this year. Yeah, uh, It can fall apart quickly if you don't gel together as a unit. So that's the, that's the challenge. It's not impossible, but that's the challenge. That's the obstacle you have to overcome. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.